interesting story today about NASA. They hire, they're hiring theologians uh, to prepare humans for an alien discovery and contact. Uh, this is from the Daily Star out of the UK, an article. I will leave the link for it here. It's, uh, uh, the subhead to this says, As humanity's efforts to find out more about space heats up, NASA has hired a priest and other religious experts to help Earth dwellers prepare for the possibility of life from another planet. Uh, and then the article reads, It sounds like a, the plot of a bad sci-fi movie, but NASA really is recruiting a priest to help prepare for humanity's contact with aliens. No, they aren't being launched into space to fight a space demon. NASA is hiring the help of 24 theologians as part of a plan to work out how the world's different religions would react to news about extraterrestrial life. Amongst them is British clergyman Reverend Dr. Andrew Davison, a theologian at the University of Cambridge, who also holds holds a doctorate in biochemistry from the rival University of Oxford. The Collins Dictionary says, A theologian is someone who studies the nature of God, religion, and religious beliefs. The reason NASA is hiring the experts now is because of advances in humanity's efforts to find life in the great unknown. A range of new missions is expected to further one's understanding of space, including the James Webb Telescope, which is due to launch on Christmas Eve. Additionally, the European Space Agency's Rosalind Franklin rover, built in Stevenage, takes off next year. The Rosalind Franklin will drill into Mars's surface looking for fossilized microbes in a direct effort to detect traces of life. Meanwhile, scientists in Cardiff have indicated that ammonia found in Venus's atmosphere could potentially have been put there by living organisms. The NASA-sponsored scheme was held at the Center for Theological Inquiry at Princeton University in New Jersey to tackle questions about how life from another planet may impact thinking about gods and creation. Reverend Dr. Davison believes the prospect of finding a life that's out of this world is becoming more and more likely. In Davison's book, Astrobiology and Christian Doctrine, he asks questions about whether God could have created life elsewhere in the universe, or could he have sent a savior to die for the sins of alien species? The head of NASA's head of astrobiology institute until until 2016, Carl Pilcher, said the theologians were brought in to quote consider the implications of applying the tools of late 20th and early 21st century science to questions that had been considered in religious traditions for hundreds or thousands of years. Discussing Earth being the only planet in space with life on it, he said, that's just inconceivable when there are over 100 billion stars in this galaxy and over 100 billion galaxies in the universe. He believes it is important that regardless of whenever alien life is found, that the implications have been thought through in advance. You, know, you better believe they better be thought through in advance. I think this is a good idea by NASA, actually, because there's going to be some religions out there, the really, really radicalized, right, far-right fundamentalist types, you know, the, the televangelist uh, uh, people on TV, those those religion, the people following that, they're not gonna they're not gonna take this lightly. They're not gonna take this at all. They're not gonna believe it. They're gonna they're gonna call it fake. Uh, and, and you know they're talking about microbes here, discovering microbes and all that. That's that's fine. Maybe that's you know uh, that that will happen at some point. Uh, it would be nice uh, microbes on other planets. Uh, that okay. 
but actually there are things that are coming here that we're, we're looking into also i mean that that's the other aspect of this that's really not touched on in this article uh you know why concern yourself with what we might find uh, uh on some uh planet like mars uh, when you could we might be able to figure it out right now right here on this planet that because there are things coming here i mean i don't know if anybody is paying attention I, I i believe they are i believe people in nasa are paying attention and in fact some people in nasa uh have 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 been more open to the subject that we might be uh, getting visited from extraterrestrials and in fact uh we we also had uh, people in the pentagon tell us that there are objects out there that they cannot explain and uh, we all know that those objects uh, aren't man-made uh, we know that a lot of us know that some of us are, are denying that but uh, the reality is that there are already things going on and have been going on for a very long time since at least the 1940s and, and most certainly before that but we really as humankind didn't really start entertaining the the, the notion that these craft that are showing up in, in, in you know in various places throughout the world uh, we didn't really start noticing that until 1947 but as, as you can see I, I believe that you could look at this as another step in the right direction as far as disclosure is concerned I mean you're bringing in the theologians uh, to, uh, NASA is to, to, to try to figure out okay what are we going to tell all these uh, religions these religious leaders and how, how, do, how do we handle this I mean there are some religions that believe the earth, earth has only been here for like uh, Six thousand, a handful of thousand of years. You know that it's not really that old. Um, <clears throat> uh, that that that's just completely. They don't believe in science. Um, like, how do you handle this? Uh, I mean, because they're not. It's one thing, you know, the to try to explain science to, to certain people because of their religious beliefs. But it's another thing when when you actually okay, there's there's actually alien beings out there, and they're actually coming here. How do you explain that to them? They're not going to accept it. They're going to go bonkers. Okay, they're going to go nuts. Uh, there's going to be even people that aren't religious are going to go nuts. Um, but yeah, I think this is a very interesting, uh, very interesting article and a very interesting step by NASA. Uh, again, this is all part of this slow, slow disclosure. Uh, I mean, you know, NASA in days of old, uh, they, obviously they were under the thumb of the Pentagon was telling them, hey, you can't, if there's any kind of UFO, you don't talk about it, you keep your mouth shut. Now they're a little bit more open to that. You know, they've been, uh, op uh, you know, they've been uh, a little bit more, uh, they've been, you know, pushing the envelope a lot more on this one. Uh, lately everybody has from the pentagon to nasa uh you know people in congress now you know we have that new office that they just uh, uh voted for that was in the defense authorization act um so yeah there's things going on and yes we should prepare uh you know because there's going to be some backlash there's going to be some people that are really like, no 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 they're gonna be they, they can't that's not that doesn't jibe with the way what i've been taught you know for all my life but somehow they're, you know, how do you, you now you're going to have to figure out a way to, to people are going to have to, uh, religious leaders, right? Really, they're going to have to start fi figuring out a way to uh, adapt the, this reality into their theology. That's what's, that's what's going to be, that's what's going to be necessary for these religions to continue healthily. Actually, have some have. I mean, you know, the, the Roman Catholic Church, for instance, is open to the idea that there's extraterrestrials out there and that, you know, they have no problem with that. But again, there's some religions that just aren't going to accept this because, you know, they've, they've been, 
you know, they have their own, they set up their own rules, you know, they, they, they interpret the Bible in their own ways and they just, uh, you know, and they're just not, this ain't going to work with what they've been uh, tooting all these years. So yeah, it's, it's a great idea. Uh, but it's again it's even even if if disclosure does come about it you know full disclosure you know at some point you know soon there's still going to be uh an out i mean it doesn't matter how, you know how prepared you are you know how prepared you know anybody is with how to handle the, the religious reaction to this there's still going to be lots of issues no matter what you could do they could do all they want and but and hopefully it will uh they'll be prepared once the time comes but uh some of them they're just not going to be able to ever reach some people are just completely um i i don't know what i don't know what the words are to uh, express this they just would be completely close-minded to uh a reality the reality that there are extraterrestrials actually they are they are here whether they want to believe it or not uh I, some people like me don't need to uh wait for nasa and, or the government or anybody else to uh you know come clean finally because uh, we're already there i already understand for a fact i've seen one of the objects i've had other experiences and there's been thousands of other people throughout the decades that uh, have seen things and experienced things and and of course there's been cover-ups in the within by the government over over the decades since at least 1947 so of course of course uh there's people out there that are already we already there you know um and uh you know you, you you know you have to figure out a way to you know, mix that in you know if you're going to have problems with reality but you know you got to start figuring that out now for yourself personally okay how do i mix in my religion my theology with the reality of extraterrestrials there's a way you got to figure out there's a way to do everything if they're there and it's real then it's all part of the uh and if you believe in god that's all part of the the, the grand plan is whole that means they're there and there's nothing you can do about it so that means they exist okay if you believe that god uh created the universe well then you then you then you should have no problem you should figure okay well obviously he created more beings than just us okay you should have no problem with that actually you know take it from there like work from that aspect from that point of view and move forward and then you'll be you should be okay don't, don't sit there and lose your mind and and, and uh pretend that uh, uh it's not real because it is real I mean, I could tell if right now, if you're somebody out there who's very religious and you you don't think this this jives, you don't believe this because it doesn't jive with religion. Well, I have uh, something to tell you: you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, moving on. Uh, in the same vein, pretty much. Uh, recently, the uh, Los Angeles Times um, they ran an they ran an op-ed. Um, regarding uh congress passing this this bill uh about ufos you know about opening the ufo office and this op-ed uh it was an opinion piece written by dylan guthrie and it appeared on december 16th and basically the the gist of this was uh the well the headline was uh, okay it's time to take ufos seriously and uh it was a you know it was a well-written article it wasn't by somebody who uh you know is talking about you know extraterrestrials like in a, he's not making fun of the subject he's talking he's treating it seriously and he and he and he sums it up basically if you read this i'll i will leave a link for this 
uh, basically saying that we now we should take it seriously. That's all he's saying. And, and he sums it up. He says, now that legislators, legislators have marshaled action on UAPs, they need to make sure the new office does not become shrouded in secrecy. You know, that's you're talking about this new office. It was really, you know, just a, an observation kind of article. It really wasn't uh, anything, you know, outrageous or anything like that but not long after that he received there was a letter to the editor and this letter to the editor let me tell you folks uh, goes to prove how some people are just not there okay he, uh, the headline says what a silly this and the, this letter to the editor actually appeared on december 20th and it was written by someone named stephen morris from torrance california i'm assuming and then he said anyway he says what a silly op-ed article on ufos really la times that was the headline for it to the editor, if your goal is to turn the Los Angeles Times into a tabloid, you are you're going about it the right way by pu publishing an op-ed article saying that Congress must lead the conversation on UFOs. There is not a single piece of physical evidence that flying saucers and little green men have visited our planet, and relabeling UFOs as UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, doesn't change that reality. The best you can do is show a photograph of a flake of plastic that has fallen onto the image plane of a video camera. The author of this op-ed article claims that in setting up this office, Congress has legitimized the long ridiculed topic of UAPs. No, it is, and then end quote, no, it has merely debased itself further in the eyes of the public. I trust this office will also study the existence of leprechauns as they also may pose a challenge to United States national security. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I mean, okay, we have, okay, let, let's, let's let's put all the history of ufos into the on the side here and just consider what this guy this guy whoever this is and and believe me there's a lot of people like him right? we talk about this on the channel on the on this channel on the youtube channel and you know in the podcast version there's a lot of people out there with this mindset and this guy's really really on the other uh, on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to this like let's forget about the, the long vast history of ufos starting from 1947 up until recently all right well let's just start from the last couple of years here you actually have the pentagon telling you there's objects out there that they can't explain even if you don't accept the and they and they actually say in their report that it could be russia or china right that's what they say they say it could be russia or china right i don't believe that one bit and a lot of people don't but they are saying that so you're saying that they shouldn't even look at that you you don't even think they should look at any of this or study any of it why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to study some there are objects that are infiltrating airspace united states airspace oh, oh you know in where where they have some of their military their ships their uh, other military operations nuke uh their nuclear bases these things are, are, are flying over there unimpeded un, and there's nothing we can do about it we're not supposed to f try to figure out what they are you're not even going to admit that part of it that that there's things that are infiltrating the airspace united states airspace restricted airspace and you don't want them to study this and try to get an answer you don't want any answers are you afraid of the answer maybe that's what that's what this comes down to to talk about to talk about like this leprechauns and and and, and little green men you know that's the, you know that stigma that well we don't know well uh actually from what we've uh, most of the time it seems like it's little gray men little gray men not green men little gray men if you if you're trying to 
you know, look at this situation. If, if you looked into this situation, you would know it's not little gray. It's not little green men. It's little gray men for the most part. But uh, I mean, wow, wow! You you don't even want to now again. You don't even want them to try to figure out what these unknown objects are that have infiltrated airspace. And you're saying here, there's not a single piece of physical evidence that flying saucers and little green men have visited. What are you talking about? I mean, let, let's talk about the evidence that we do know. There have been uh, objects. Okay, this is ob- this this stuff. By the way, is ignored by the mainstream for the most part. But there have been pe- some people who have claimed to be abducted by aliens. Right? Credible stories. Right? Because they're credible people but they've had objects taken out of them some of these objects uh have they're they're identical to other objects taken out of these other people that none of them ever met okay and these obviously they and they contain some sort of nanotechnology that's unexplainable it's happened this this that's some evidence right there's been evidence left behind when these things land they sometimes they 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 cause a a change in the in the soil underneath where they land it dry it out completely and and there's been sometimes burn the the veget any vegetation that's there there has been some evidence of this and then there's all the film evidence over the years all the video evidence there's a lot of evidence out there actually and nobody's got given any credible answer everyone wants to say hoax like are you going to say that everything is a hoax of course there's lots of hoaxes out there i'm certain of that lots of hoaxes lots of misidentifications okay but not all of them not all of them were ever the united states government did study this you know with project blue book for 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 a couple of decades and they couldn't deter they could not come up with explanations for a a, a giant chunk of these uh, uh reports it's time it's time to stop pretending that there's nothing going on here. There's something going on here. Now, this is, you know, this is ridiculous. This this is like, you would think this was written by somebody back in the 1950s, you know, like, the, the you know, and it sounds like somebody out of a, a movie from uh, a science fiction movie from the 1950s, you know, where uh, the, the, the kids find a giant spider in a cave and they know the, the sheriff doesn't believe them, even though there's all this evidence that there's, there's something there. And this sounds ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. But that's where we're at. You know, that's where we're at. There's just a lot of people out there. They're just not ready for this. Oh, my God. Like this guy. Oh, my God. He's not ready. Not even close. And actually doesn't even want them to look at. uh, Okay. Well, pretend if you believe that there's nothing coming here for another planet, the the government has said that one of the explanations for these objects that we can't explain, the Pentagon cannot explain. One of the explanations is, hey, these could be... uh, things operated by russia or china i don't believe that's the answer personally there's no way you know maybe here and there a couple of times but these objects they they move too fast they move too quick they 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 do things they move in ways that uh, nothing that we know of could move okay they seem like they defy physics but hey but they're still saying that so you don't want them to find that part out you want to make you you just want to let the if it's say it is china or russia you just want then let us let, we, there's nothing we could do about it so let's not even look into it this person whoever this is and there's a lot of people out there folks there's a lot of people just like this they are living in the medieval ages here the, the dark ages it's uh, they have living under a rock or something i mean to be this uninformed uh, or you know it's just insane but you know that's where we're at Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of uh, little green men, uh, that pretty much started back in 1955. There was an incident that happened in Kentucky uh, that had 11 witnesses to it, by the way. And it's never been debunked, although there's been many attempts of by people or, you know, some people have proclaimed that it did not happen, but they never really uh, were able to debunk it. It's never been debunked. Um, it's been known by a couple of different titles, but uh, it's usually called the Kelly Hopkins, Hopkinsville Encounter. Basically, it was uh, an event that took place in a small town called uh, Kelly, uh, like a rural com- community near a, a little uh, bigger town called uh, Hopkinsville, where uh, the, the, actually the sheriff from Hopkinsville got involved and police, other police. Um, but anyway, there's an article here that's written. It's there's actually an article, but there's also the the, the there's a 200 page uh, report that was done in 1956. Uh, somebody, some people investigated it, and uh, wrote. A, uh, actually, it was a, one person investigated it and wrote a, a 200 page report. And uh, I'll leave the links for both the article and the report. The report's much more interesting because it gives you all the details. But here's an article from history.com. And it's called How the Little Green Men Phenomenon Began on a Kentucky Farm. Uh, basically, why are aliens... This is the article, and it's written uh, written by Volker Jansen. And it reads, uh, Why are aliens so often depicted as little green men with bulbous heads and oversized eyes? The mythology began in part on the night of August 21st, 1955, when a large extended farm family called the Suttons arrived breathlessly at the Hopkinsville police station in southwestern Kentucky. Their story of a terrifying siege of otherworldly beings would become one of the most detailed and baffling accounts of an alien close encounter on record. Notable for the large number of witnesses, nearly a dozen, the duration of the encounter, several hours, and the close proximity between the witnesses and creatures, sometimes just a few feet away. The incident quickly became regional and even national news. The alleged encounter occurred on the Sutton's farm in the tiny rural hamlet of Kelly, Kentucky, where the family lived in an unpainted three-room house house without running water telephone radio tv or books of all the details of their story the ufo landing and the appearance of small alien creatures one fact is indisputable when the eight adults and three children arrived at the nearby hopkinsville police station at about 11 p.m they were genuine, genuinely terror struck these aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help police chief russell greenwell later told investigators What they do is reach for their guns. Yet, 
Here, here they were, women and children, hysterical, and one man with a pulse of 140 beats per, mi per minute, measured by an investigator. Okay. According to accounts given to the police, at about 7 p.m. On, on the hot Sunday evening, Sutton family friend Billy Ray Taylor was fetching water from the backyard well when he saw a silvery object, real bright, with an exhaust all the colors of the rainbow. As he later recounted, it came silently toward the house, passed over it, stopped in the air, and then dropped straight to the ground. Taylor, 21, and his 18-year-old wife had come from Pennsylvania to visit Lucky Sutton, with whom he had worked on a traveling carnival. The Suttons, 50-year-old widow and matriarch, Glennie Lankford, her two older sons and their wives, a brother-in-law and the widow's three younger children, didn't take Billy Ray seriously, laughing off his UFO account. An hour later, alerted by the dog's incessant barking, Lucky and Billy Ray went to the back door and made out, made out a strange glow, in the midst of which they spied a small humanoid creature. About three and a half feet tall, it had an oversized head, almost perfectly round, its arms extended almost to the ground, its hands had talons, and its oversized eyes glowed with a yellowish light. The body gave off an eerie shimmer in the light of the night's new moon, they said, as if made of silver metal. Terrified, the two men grabbed a 20-gauge shotgun and a 22 rifle and fired at the little man. Its hands now raised as if held up at gunpoint as it came toward the back door. They reported that it then did a flip, scrambled upright, and fled into the darkness. Shortly after, the men saw a similar creature appear in a side window and fired through the window screen. Still impervious to bullets, the little man again flipped, then disappeared. I went out in the hallway and crouched down next to Billy when I saw one approaching the door, Mrs. Langford told Isabel Davis, author of an extensive report called Close Encounter at Kelly and Others of 1955. It looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. It was shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator. The drama escalated when Taylor stepped outside under the small overhanging roof and those behind him saw a claw-like hand reach down and touch his hair. The group screamed and pulled Taylor back while Lucky shot above the overhang and then at another similar creature in a nearby tree. It floated to the ground and then scurried into the woods. The Suttons moved inside and spent several hours listening for movements, hearing mostly occasional scratches on the roof. At 11 p.m., the whole group ran for their cars and hightailed it to the Hopkinsville police station at top speed. After the local police chief called for backup, his team was joined at the Sutton Farm by state police, military police from nearby Fort Campbell, and a photographer from the Kentucky New Era. There, investigators found shell casings from the gunshots, but no other evidence. Neither could they find proof of heavy drinking. According to the Sutton matriarch, liquor was not allowed in the farmhouse. Once the police and others left, though, the creatures returned between 2.30 a.m. and daybreak. Mrs. Langford said she saw one glowing repeatedly by her bedside window, its claw-like hand on the screen. In the following days, after radio stations and newspapers, including the New York Times, reported the incident, hundreds of curiosity seekers descended on the farm, often ridiculing the Suttons as ignorant or fraudulent. When no trespassing signs proved useless at discouraging them, the family tried charging admission, 50 cents for entering the grounds, a dollar for information, 10 for taking pictures. After that, skeptics blasted them as fortune-seeking fabulists. As the Kelly story spread into the world, it took on a life of its own. The number of little men grew to a dozen or more. A few years later, the little metallic men were conflated with an eastern Kentucky woman's report of a flying saucer and a six-foot tall man in green helped launching the myth of little green men. 
The day after the incident, police investigators returned to the farmhouse searching for evidence of a saucer landing, footprints, blood trails, or scratch marks on the roof. They found nothing. Bud Ledwich, a local radio station employee, interviewed the adult eyewitnesses and made drawings based on their accounts. According to Davis, he was impressed by the remarkable specificity and consistency, even though the men were away from the farmhouse all day, unable to coordinate with the others. While the incident eventually attracted the attention of the Air Force UFO Investigation Program Project Blue book documents suggest that its team never officially pursued the matter beyond checking in with their fort campbell counterpart parts who had been briefly at the scene the first night one of the most thorough investigations of the kelly incident was undertaken in 1956 by ufologist isabel davis which by the way uh is i will include her report uh in this uh, and you could read it it's very very interesting and published several decades later by the Center of, for UFO Studies, a group founded by astronomer uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, Project Blue Book's civilian investigator. Her nearly 200-page report, co-written with Ted Blocher, includes detailed maps, drawings, documentary records, summaries of similar accounts around the world, and interviews with several Sutton family members and police investigators. Davis summarized the latter's concern about the lack of physical evidence, but to her reckoning, none of the possible explanations, a deliberate hoax, a publicity play, group hallucinations, made sense. While questions arose about whether the young men were exaggerating, possibly fueled by hidden stores of liquor, Davis's strong impression after meeting Mrs. Langford was one of a somber, no-nonsense matriarch who abhorred the limelight and had no reason to lie. None of the witnesses, Davis noticed, had any history of making preposterous allegations. Uh, in, in 2006, Joe Nichol, senior research fellow of the International Committee for Skeptical Inquiry and a self-styled paranormal investigator, reviewed the accumulated evidence in an article entitled Siege of the Little Green Men, the 1955 Kelly, Kentucky incident. In it, he raised suspicion about what he called Billy Tater Taylor's embroidered testimony. He matched Taylor's UFO sighting with similar reports from that day, which suggested a small meteor, meteor in the vicinity. As for the little men, Nickel floated an explanation used for other alien encounters. Owls! In particular, the great horned owl, the great horned owl, a.k.a. the hoot owl, has long wings that could be mistaken for arms along with talons, yellow eyes, long ears, and round head that might also matched the little men description as for their metallic sh shine nickel suggests they could have easily been reflecting moonlight but, but while hoot owls are known to be active at dusk and extremely aggressive when defending their nest some investigators question characteri characterizations of the creatures as hostile to some their behavior that night in kelly appeared to be simply curious now uh, joe nickel doesn't know what he's talking about here um owls okay where was the evidence where was it there should have been a dead owl they, they, these guys were shooting guns at a uh, shotgun uh, at these things point blank at one point that when they shot one it sounded like it, hit, it was hitting metal like a sound like you know, if you shot a bucket and these things would when you shoot at them they would float to the ground and then scurry away well what kind of owl does that there, there was no owl feathers that anybody talked about discovering there was nothing like that there, there, there were no dead owls okay uh, the, the, there was a UFO that was hovering over the house, stopped over the house th that somebody saw, and then it landed. Uh, and then these things showed up. But what was this all about? Well, I mean, you, you never, if you look at the, the images of these things, if you see the, what a, one of these things looked like, the drawing, it doesn't look like anything else from any of the other uh, stories that you hear about, for the most part, that I, I know of. I mean, there could be other people that, that saw these things, but as far as I know, I, I've never heard another story with that, that had beings that looked like this.
So what was it? What, why, how, how, and why would they act so strange? Like if you're, you're from outer space, obviously you're, you're highly intelligent. You're just going to go traipsing up to some house filled with humans and try to interact with them and somehow, and, you, and, and they start shooting at you, and yet you just keep coming back for more? You know, you think about this, it seems that, is it possible that this was some sort of an experiment? That these beings actually, maybe they were, you know, like controlled remotely by other beings. You know, let's, let's, let's experiment with this, with this group of people in this house and see what happens. We're going to send in these, uh, in these phony little robots, the, you know, and see what happens. Indestructible robots, by the way, or maybe they were holograms. Who, who knows? Was this possibly some sort of an experiment to, to, to just check out what, what human reaction would be if we if they were faced <clears throat> with some unknown being all of a sudden, out of the clear blue? What would they do? Well, obviously, the, these people were shooting at them all night long. In fact, if you read the report, it was more, a lot of shooting uh, directly at, at these things. In fact, in, later on, after the police left and, the, and and one of these things showed up at the uh, at this Mrs. Lankford's window, uh, one of the guys there uh, shot at it again uh, through the window. Uh, there were pictures, you know, in, in the papers the next day of all the bullet holes that were in the house. I mean, so in the windows, okay, so these things were getting shot at in some instances at point blank range, but yet they somehow didn't die. And, you know, they, they just kept on coming back and apparently the most that they ever saw at the same time was only two so nobody really knows how many were really there was it you know two or three maybe um but it's a very interesting you know what happened here i think it's possible that this could have been some sort of an experiment if it's not then it's well, maybe it's some one of a kind incident but i mean you, you, again you have a saucer that they had there was drawings they, they, they there were drawings here that uh, of your traditional kind of saucer that was seen in the area and there was actually other people in the area that saw this saucer saw a saucer that night flying around it wasn't just meteors like joe nichols talking about reports of meteors uh <clears throat> again again that's just a you just make that proclamation well i don't have any other explanation other than i'll we'll say it's owls i just because i just don't believe that there's beings from other planets coming here but nobody's ever successfully debunked this this story and these people were sincere the sincere the uh the the matriarch uh, mrs langford was was basically some a person that would not lie according to all, all the sheriff a lot of people made statements about the woman about this matriarch of the family that she wasn't the type who was would be given into a hoax that would be part of something like that she you know uh, so if you take it that this really happened and these creatures really showed up what why were they there that's that's that, that's where we are we it's never been solved were these actual beings were these different from these other beings that are reported all the time were, were this just some some species that decided to come check this out and this is what they do this is how they act and and they're impervious to to weapons to our weapons uh, or was it some sort of an experiment I don't know. I think it could have been an experiment. I'm I'm leaning toward that. I I believe that you know I believe that this incident happened. I don't believe that there, there were owls that were showing up. If there was owls, there would have been some dead ones, right? A little bit, at least one dead one, right? If you're shooting at point blank, anything's gonna die with a shotgun. So yes, uh, I, I think this could have been an experiment. Doesn't make me right. Could have been actual just beings that act. This is how they act. This is what they do. I don't know. Um, 
but they had claw-like hands. And actually, uh, come to think of it, the claw-like hand is very similar to what I saw in that shadow that time when I had my an experience back in the 70s when I was a kid and when there was something in my room, I never got to see what it looked like. I only saw the shadow of its arm and its, its hand and... Was it one of these things? Maybe I don't know. The thing I saw only had three fingers. Look at the, looking at these uh, drawings. It looks like uh, four. Looks like they had four uh, finger fingers, four talisman. I don't know. Who knows? How many different kinds of things are coming here? It makes you wonder if it is. If this was a, an isolated event, an isolated species that's 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 visiting here. Uh, so you makes makes you wonder just how many different things are here. If it is, if it if that's in fact what it was, or was it like I well like I like I'm thinking it might be it might be that these things were uh, part of a of a experiment. Okay, look at this. We we found this family home here. I wonder did they did they know that these people had guns? You know, did they did, did they want to see what would happen? I mean, did they know the danger that w- would be that might be uh, presented to them? You know, and they just wanted to see. Okay, let's see how far we can take this. It's very interesting what was going on that night in Hopkinsville, or excuse me, in Kelly, near Hopkinsville. What happened? Um, but I, I just don't believe that it was owls. Again, there would have been, if you shoot something at point blank range, you, you, it's going to be dead. Um, so I, I guess it's just as one of those mysteries that, that's just going to linger out there. We're probably never going to get a, a, a true answer of what this was. But it could have been an experiment. It could have, and when you really think about it, it could have been some sort of weird experiment. Like, say, the Greys are sitting in that flying saucer and they send out these things via their mechanical or you know somehow remotely controlled, uh, or maybe it's they're, they're holog- holograms. Who knows? But they, these things did seem to not like light. Like they didn't, they they didn't want to be in the light. They didn't like light for some reason. The, the the people, the witnesses, got the feeling that the these beings were afraid of light and would try to avoid it. So, anyway, I highly suggest you read this report uh, that's included. That I will I will leave the link for. It's very very interesting, um, and I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> 